Hey guys, this is Matt Sosen, the editor of The Snaggletooth. Very excited to be here today and bring you our very first podcast episode of our very first story on our very first post of our site, which has just gone live. So exciting. Uh, For those of you who don't know, The Snaggletooth is a new online publication that uh, features breaking fiction, which is new flash fiction, 250 to 1,000 words, inspired by current events, news of the week, things that are happening today that get under our writer's skin in some way and just make them go, ah! I gotta write a story! And then they do. And then you read it, and you're like, ah, that was was pretty good. Anyway, there'll be a bunch more coming your way this month. We've got two a week, and our first story is written by Mr. Poncho Morris, a very good friend of mine and a fantastic writer. Uh, It's called Meat Lords, and I hope you enjoy it. Year Blarg, negative 0.48, the pilgrims came to Earth. Some came to escape religious persecution on their home planet. Some came for new trade routes. Some were interested in iron ore deposits, bringing a great many workers from a Martian moon. Others still came for adventure. They'd heard rumors that humans worshipped sky people. So as a show of goodwill, the pilgrims arrived dressed as the human gods of antiquity. They shaped their bodies into old men with long white flowing beards, wrapped themselves in gold skins, and wore wings made of steel feathers. They'd even whipped the clouds into outerwear resembling togas, and produced an audiovisual simulation of the human apocalypse, as described in the human gospel of Revelations, to drive the point home. The pilgrims were greeted warmly as heroes. Just days before, there had been a great war. The world war to end all world wars. By the end of it, only a scarce million scattered humans were left. The Christian Science Monitor, the only surviving news source on Earth, ran this headline the morning of the Great Arrival. Triumph! Christ returns! The Second Coming is here! No one disputed this profound truth. After all, the humans had already endured the last world war in an apocalypse. Wasn't a return to divine order the last logical step? To fulfill the old-time, end-time biblical prophecies? Magdra certainly thought so. She was smart for her age. Top Blarg. She even gave the invocation at her Blarg school graduation. Ours is a rich history, she said. One of great advances for civilization. Without our contributions, the galaxy would still be in the dark matter ages. As far as Magdra was concerned, the conquest of Earth was manifest destiny, one that benefited both the humans and the pilgrims. For it had also been prophesied on planet Meat Lord many light years ago that one day the people of Meat Lord would meet the people of Earth, and their progeny would fulfill a great destiny together. Unfortunately, it didn't start out so well. For one thing, the humans were weak. Their immune systems couldn't acclimate to common space germs. Firewarts, black pox, sudden brain death syndrome. Within days of first contact, there were reports of human zombies roaming the streets in packs, panicked by space sickness. For this reason, many humans had to be put down, It was for their own safety, and the safety of Earth itself. Thankfully, the surviving humans came to their senses. By winter, what remained of the human world government called for an international feast of thanksgiving to celebrate the arrival of the new gods on planet Earth. They voluntarily dissolved their government, asking only that the meat lords help them save their planet from themselves. The first step in saving the planet, the humans assured their gods, 
was to punish them, at least those who had resisted liberation. With this counsel in mind, General Secretary Eustace von Meatlord passed a decree. Half would be taken to the iron ore plantations or as servants to contribute to their salvation, and half would be destroyed to decrease mankind's carbon footprint on earth, and, as promised in the human gospels, presumably went to heaven. Of course, there were critics of this story, those who thought the great arrival was not so great after all. Some even claim that atrocities against humans still occur today. But every real meat lord knew that was impossible. Humans were the most treasured and best treated pets in the galaxy. What made humans so unique was their ability to whistle. No other beings in the known universe could create such beautiful music with just their mouth hole and some air. Within a few decades, an entire niche market developed around whistle punk, a new subgenre of blark folk. If you trained your humans right, you could even tour the galaxy with your own people orchestra. It came as a great shock to everyone when reports started coming in that humans were running away from their masters. Some were caught hiding in the wilderness. Rumors spread that they had attacked Meat Lord settlements in the night, slaughtering Meat Lords in their sleep and collecting their gold scalps as trophies. But neither the government nor the press would confirm this. The general secretary himself regarded any violence between humans and meat lords as a hoax, a desperate fiction invented by intellectuals to scare real meat lords into giving up their rights. So that night, when Magdra awoke to find her human standing over her bed, she had no reason to fear. Girl, go lay down, she said, and turned back to sleep. But girl didn't move. She swung there, idly, a smile on her face. Girl, go lay down, Magda said, but girl would not. I wrote a song for you, she spoke at last, in perfect Blarganese. Do you wish to hear? Magda blinked, once, twice, staring into girl's eyes, scared for the first time in her life. Girl began to whistle. Magda could feel the hair stand up on her neck. She couldn't move. The mystifying melody of Girl's song had paralyzed her with its sweetness. Girl wasn't smiling anymore. She was very close now. Magdra could smell the dirt beneath her fingernails. Girl, stronger than Magdra ever knew, clutched her blarg tails in a single hand. Wait, Magdra tried to say but could not. Too weak to struggle, unable to hear what she'd heard, that wonderful, terrifying, mystifying pitch. I think you'll like how this song ends, girl said at last, tightening her grip. I call it a song for freedom. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been the Snaggletooth Podcast. You're also welcome to read the stories online at thesnaggletooth.net. I'm Matt Sosin, the editor of The Snaggletooth. Thanks once again to Pontra Morris for writing the story and Marika Stevens for contributing some really awesome artwork. Uh, you guys can catch more stories every week, uh, twice a week, uh, throughout the whole month of December and beyond. Um, so I hope you'll come back and listen and read. And uh, we'll have some great stories ready for you.